wanted to establish a group of people who would go around sharing the love of God, explaining to the world that the kingdom of God is not something that you have to wait for, but is something that you can possess now, that is within reach and within us, that your shame and your doubts and your shortcomings cannot wash away God's love for you, that nothing can ever get in the way of God's love. Jesus wanted to get a group of people together who would go about sharing the good news that God's love abounds and share it in a way that says, yes, the world tried to kill Jesus, but He lives on as long as we are faithful in lifting up that kingdom of God He lived and died for. And where did Jesus go for this? A bunch of fishermen. And it got me to thinking, what are the qualities of, of fishermen, that people who fish, right? Uh, that would make those people a good choice for this discipleship task, for sharing the world, for growing this worldwide body of connections and people who choose to follow Christ in magnificent ways. Just got me to thinking about what, what is it about fishermen and fisher people who, who does that? And I think there are some pretty good qualities that come out of folks who spend their time fishing. The first one is patience. You know, fishing is a waiting game. Uh, it's difficult to sit there all day long, or maybe it's not, <laughs> but it requires a lot of patience. You know what? Um, people coming to terms with their faith, people coming to know deeply God's love, people coming to understand uh, how God is at work around them, even in the midst of such evil in the world and suffering, all of that, man, that takes a long time and a lot of patience. And faith is something that is constantly evolving and transforming. There's something wonderful. There's something incredible about a, faith, a follower of Christ uh, who can just sit and quietly let someone explore their faith. There's Sometimes I was a part of this Bible study once, and uh, we had a we had a guy who was pretty new to church, and uh, Andrew was his name, and he kept one one night he was going. You know, I just think this whole born again stuff is ridiculous. I don't get that at all. And man, these good God loving people they they got on that and we, they were like, wait a minute, you really got to come around on this thing. And they like ten of them were about ready to gang save him right in the middle of the middle of the worship service. <laughs> finally, I said, you know, finally I stopped him. I said, you know, sometimes people just say things and they don't. It's not a question, right? They're just throwing that out there, and it's okay to let it lie 
and leave room for the Holy Spirit to work and let the Spirit kind of speak to, to folks. We don't, have to, we don't have to convince them all in one night <laughs> about everything. And just to be a calming presence. And I think, yeah, you, in order to fish, you've got to be, you've got to be pretty patient, I think. Um, the other thing about, fish, about fishing is that, you know, the fish don't come to you. You got to go where the fish are, right? Uh, just because you throw a pole in the water doesn't mean the. Believe me, I know. Doesn't mean the fish are going to come a running. And in that same way, you know, it used to be back in the day that if you just built a church, uh, you know, people would find their way there. Those days are gone, long gone, and I dare say it will never be that way again. Um, and. You know, to wrap our minds around that or to get in touch with the realities of that, I think we need to go back to our roots and understand that Jesus was where the people were. Jesus was where the needs were. People was among the people, or Jesus was among the people who, uh, who were most lost, most pained, most broken, most in need of God's love. And uh, in the same way, the church, we're in a mission time. We're in a mission field everywhere we go. The church, likewise, is called to be in the brokenness of the world, to be out there where the real needs are. Sometimes in church it has felt like we're all getting together and just saying how great we are. And, uh, it, you know, in the church of my childhood sometimes, I've, I've often felt that it was, a, it was a club, and we, we really loved each other, but uh, preferred to stay within the confines of our wall. Well, that's a death sentence to the church. Amen? We need to be out among the folks uh, hearing about their faith journeys and their life struggles and being the hands and feet of Christ in this hurt and broken world. So go where the fish are. That's my advice to you. Um, you know, and the, the other thing about that is you've got to know the fish, right? Uh, trout like cold water. Bass, they like to linger near the bottom. Salmon have a, have a really great sense of smell. Oh, my father would be mad at me. I didn't even screw that up. All right, hold on. <laughs> I usually let him do this for me. <laughs> um, know the fish. You know, um, the reality is that some, sometimes the good God-fearing Christian folks, we have been kind of isolated away from the real world. And, and there's, there's a lot of comfort in that, I think. There's a lot of comfort in that. But the kingdom of God is not just ours to hold on to, but to recognize that there are different kinds of folks out there, there are different people, and to really understand, to seek to understand. In fact, I've often wondered, what would evangelism be like if Jesus had said, you know what your job is? Not to speak the good news, but to listen the good news. Right? What would, our, what would life be like? What would the church be like 
if the way we win people to Christ, if we can call it that, the way we share the good news is we shut up and listen and hear other people's thoughts, reflections, experiences, struggles with faith. And then we offered a prayer silently. I think it would be a very different church. And maybe we wouldn't be going through some of the struggles we go through these days. The other thing I think is important for us to remember about, or that fishing kind of points us to, is that the responsibility doesn't end once you land the fish in the boat, right? (laughs) The responsibility, in my house, when you catch a fish, you clean the fish. That's your job, (laughs) and you get to gut it and pull all the slimy guts out and throw them around and clean that sucker out and get it all ready to ready to eat the responsibility continues even after you land the fish there's been so much of of evangelism in my day back in the day was about kind of getting that decision right once they prayed that prayer asking Jesus into your heart it was all kind of, that was the apex of what it meant to be a follower of Christ is you can get to that decision moment but in my mind that's just the beginning that's really just the beginning of any journey it, you know and and quite frankly it's it's uh the the significance of it wanes quickly after the band stops playing and you leave the stadium of 300,000 people and you get home and your problems are still there and your your struggles are still there and everything is still there and faith takes on a different meaning it becomes how you cling to the relationships you have and you cling to the prayers that you have and you you fight your way through. It's, uh, it's more than just dropping a tract in someone's lap. Uh, as a ch- that's, why I, that's why I love the church. You know? I don't know. I know a lot of folks say that they're spiritual but not religious and they get in touch with God. But, you know, being connected to God is only half the equation. It's about being connected to each other, too. And having that deep sense of connection i don't know what there have been a many times in the past few weeks where i've been with folks who are struggling and and i myself have been struggling and the question has come to my mind what do people do who don't have a church family like this you know and i just think it's something profoundly uh exquisite when we are feeling that sense of connection and it, it really begins by saying, you know what? My sharing my faith and my love with you brings a responsibility of our being in a meaningful and equitable relationship. I think it's a significant thing. And you know, sports fishermen, oops, there goes my. Sports fishermen kind of do things one at a time. You catch one fish at a time. But then there are those like, Peter, who kind of do it, you know, en masse. They throw the net out and pull everybody in. All right, watch this. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, folks like Peter, who 
you know, cast the big net and things like that. As a church, we're kind of big, no, big net folks. And what that means is that there's such a diversity of people, right? When you throw a net out, you catch fish, you catch, you know, you catch all the, all the game fish you're looking for, salmon and all that, and then you get other kinds of things in there, stingrays and and uh, uh, dolphins, the poor dolphins you got to cut out of there, and sharks who get caught in the middle, and all kinds of, you know, an old boot and things like that. Well, we're kind of like that, I think. We're a very mixed up bag of folks, and, and all those fish need to be treated a little bit differently. And in the same way, we as a church, the, the people involved need to be treated differently as well. It's a challenge to be a church and to have that big net uh, that we're gathering people in and one of the biggest struggles i think churches have sometimes is when we we pray for and we do all this stuff to try and and invite people to be a part of us and then we're freaked out by the people who take us up on that offer (laughs) oh my god well you know these weren't who we were expecting but you know what the lord is going to bring us who the lord is going to bring us and they are the ones that we have uh, that we have caught in our net. And uh, God bless us. We're going to have to deal with them. And uh, some of them are like dolphins. We should let them go, right? But, <laughs> but some of them, you know, we want to keep and we, we figure out what to do. And, you know, there's, there's one other. Uh, but, but, you know, but in your own faith life, here's the thing. It's a very rare thing that someone gets to reach out and touch thousands of people in your own faith life um, the the best way to share God's love is that one-on-one right is that one person at a time and and I you know and I also think the best witness the best testimony the best sharing of Christ is just in the love you exhibit toward God's people uh, being able to, you know, we can frame it in a lot of different ways. Being able to see Jesus in the people around you. Being able to love them beyond what is normal. Uh, being able to appreciate not just who they are, but who God created them to be. Uh, to treat every, every individual as a brother or a sister in God's love. I mean, any of those things are going to testify to the greatness of Christ in your life, and it's going to further along the kingdom of God. But you know what? It's okay if, it ta- if you're just doing one at a time. I, you know, it's rare that you get, to, you get to affect thousands. But if three or four people in your lifetime feel God's love through you, Amen. Amen. And to God be the glory. Here's one last thing I want to I kind of point out. Is that um, catching fish, going fishing, not only in our time, but in Peter's time as well. Going fishing is more than just going fishing. Right? Am I right, men? Right? I just, going fishing is about Taking some time to yourself, sitting around, shooting the bull, uh, cracking a brewski, smoking a Swisher Sweet, I don't know. It's about 
you know, being on the water and hearing it lap against the boat or being out in the nature or spending significant time talking about nothing. Being bored. You know what? Kids aren't bored enough these days, right? Kids aren't bored enough. Being bored and there's always something else going on when it comes to, when it comes to fishing. Same in Peter's time. The minute when Jesus... Uh, when Jesus died in John, it says this, when Jesus was executed and hung on a cross and they put Him in the tomb for three days, you know what Peter did? He said, let's go fishing. I've had enough. Let's go fishing. Let's get away. Let's spend some time not thinking about this for a while. And that's what they did. They went fishing. Fishing is always about more than catching fish. And even if, even if that's your primary thing, it is, oh, did I catch someone? <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> as long as I didn't hit anybody, that's what I <laughs> um, Fishing was never about, you know, even when you're focused on that, you know, the repetition, fly fishermen are the best, right? The repetition of landing that perfect, laying that fly down on the water right where the fish can see it, right? I mean, it's it's just... It's a ballet, right? And letting your mind focus on that for a while is just there's something therapeutic, there's something spiritual about that. You know what? In the same way, living a life of faith that is a witness to God's love, that is a testimony, that is something worth uh, doing on a regular basis, that is something... Uh, to pattern one's life around, right? It isn't necessarily the point to get people there and to have them come and join the church or, or even articulate their faith through some kind of declaration. There's more to it than that. It counts when you reach out and help somebody as sharing the kingdom of God and the good news of Christ. It counts when you give someone your time and attention. It counts when you pray for someone even when they don't know it. It counts when you just love someone for who they are and they don't even know you go to church. It counts when you want the best for people you love. It counts. It counts when you invite them to church and they don't come. Uh, it counts when you share what a difference your faith has made in your life without, help, without them necessarily feeling like you are pushing them into that kind of thing. It counts to just be the kingdom of God and to allow that kingdom to flourish within you and within us as a church. And so today as we uh, reflect on that, um, I want you to think about fishing and its connection to the kingdom of God. Go ahead. You want me to reel you in? Come on in. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Okay, come on up. And, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes you do catch a big fish. <laughs> Uh, Debbie here has uh, 
has come to me and said, I wish to join the church. Yeah, it is a perfect, it's a great metaphor. So I'm reeling her in. She is come, coming forward to uh, join in the fellowship of uh, First Baptist Church. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't, uh, you guys are great at kind of going with whatever I'm doing. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm going to pray and then we're going to close in a, in, a, in a, no, stay up here, in a time of... Um, uh, singing. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> uh, and as we sing, hymn number, whatever it is, 440, if there's anyone else who wishes to jump in the net and join in the fellowship of this church and the ministry that we do here, we would invite you to come forward. Come on over. <laughs> Please stand. Oh, I'm going to pray first. I'm sorry. Let me pray. Loving and gracious God, as we, uh, as we reflect on the invitation you extended to Peter and to John and the, uh, the sons of Zebedee and, and all of those fishermen, we, we think about the qualities of fishing that, that draw us as good disciples of who you are. May we uh, embrace a life that reflects your difference that has been made in our lives and may that be sufficient may that be enough to share the kingdom of god and move us closer and closer to being connected to you in the way you created us to be we thank you for that and we thank you for those who uh, come forward and uh, choose to be covenanted with this covenanted with this church in the name of christ we pray amen